0: Welcome to the Sharp 600 brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortinball. This is episode 113 of the podcast, our NFC North preview. Great to have you guys with us today. If you missed it, the AFC North preview was the first of our 2018 NFL previews that we rolled out. That's available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, you name it. If you haven't done so already, hit us up with a subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It would be greatly appreciated. We are going to go to Chicago in just a few minutes to visit with my man from 670, The Score, Joe Ostrowski. We're going to talk Bears, Vikings, Packers, Lions. We're going to do the full breakdown. Joe's one of my favorite guys in the business. He's as tuned in as anybody. So we're hoping to get his insights. But before we dive into that, Couple quick notes. Number one, a lean. Yesterday for our AFC North preview, I gave you a lean to the over on the Cleveland Browns at five and a half wins. Not necessarily a play I love, but one I know in Vegas is garnering some serious attention from some very smart people. Today, an over I'm looking at would be none other than the Chicago Bears sitting at six and a half. Now, many of you who listen to this program reside in Chicago. I know some of you. I love you all. I'm not trying to pander to you. I do like the addition of Matt Nagy. I do like the draft pick of Roquan Smith. I wanted to see him here in the Bay with either the Niners or the Raiders, but the Bears beat both teams to the punch. And I know he's going through a bit of a contractual issue, something we'll talk to Joe about. But this is a team that the way the schedule sets up, second year for Mitchell Trubisky, coaching changes, all that good stuff. I've got to lean. Don't love it, but I've got to lean to over six and a half wins for the Chicago Bears this season. Now, we're going to be throwing out a lot of leans and a lot of picks over the next few weeks. And one of the best ways to keep track of all of your action is a betting app called BetQL. BetQL. So, go to the App Store if you have an iPhone. If you're working with an Android, you can go to Google Play. BetQL, free to download powerful analytics for sports betting. You're going to get access to real-time line movement, value bets of the day, and meaningful team trends. So you've got all your games, all your movements, all your information. You can track your data. You can study. It's really a one-stop shop. And while we never advocate for a one-stop shop, we want you to use a variety of different resources to keep your portfolio diverse. When it comes to tracking information from your phone, in an easy, informative, and accurate manner, BetQL is the place to go. So check it out on your phone. I've downloaded it. I think it was six or seven months ago. I was using it for baseball season, or at least the start a baseball season. So that would only really be three or four months ago. But it has proven to be an invaluable resource. BetQL.co is the website. BetQL is the app. We're sharing beds and buckle with Phil. You good with that? No, I'm not good with that. To the great city of Chicago we go. You can catch our next guest on Chicago's 670, The Score. He's the host of Hit and Run. You can also check out the Early Odds podcast, courtesy of VEASAN. It's tremendous information that you will need throughout the course of the football season. Our friend Joe Ostrowski joining us here on the Sharp 600. Buddy, it's been a while. How are you? Joe, I'm hyped for football.
1: (laughs) I've been covering here in Chicago for a while already because the Bears are the first team in camp because they got the Hall of Fame game, which is coming up this week. And I'm going to sign up for the Super Contest on Saturday.
0: Is this going to be your first entry into the Super Contest? No, this will be year three or four, I believe, for myself. What's I the had, best? I had some
1: luck in the first season, but since then it's been downhill.
0: Okay. I know. Well, I know what that's like. I had a run once where I missed the money by half a point. We were the first ones out. We were tied for 31st. This was back, I want to say, right before I moved to Vegas 20, or excuse me, right before I moved to San Francisco, I want to say about 2014, and then following that, it's been mostly downhill. But it's, a, it, it's an amazing contest, isn't it? If you can just find your way into contention, it makes every Sunday that. That much more exhilarating
1: I had a similar situation it was the first year I was doing it and I it came down to the final week and I had my worst week of the entire season it was all in my head I'm worried about how many long quarterbacks are going to be out I'm overthinking everything yeah. just made stupid plays went off the process just horrible so I fell out the last week but yeah it's great and some of the best handicappers in the world are in this so if you, you can have a good run. You don't need to be a super sharp guy. We've seen seasons over the last couple of years. There have been long stretches in the NFL season where it was all about the squares.
0: No doubt. No doubt indeed. Now, as we get set for the upcoming NFL season today, you're helping us out with our NFC North preview, being that you cover the Bears and you're in Chicago. You know the division as well as anybody. But before we jump into the Bears... Take me through a little bit of your handicapping process. We're about to flip the calendar to August. We're getting set to, if we haven't already, make our win total bets and all of our futures wagers. Take us through a little bit of what your process is like as you evaluate these teams and opportunities.
1: Yeah, well, everybody takes a look at the changes going on in personnel and coaching and what the schedules may or may not look like. It's all a big guess because every single season we see teams, sometimes multiple teams, Go from worst place to first place within a division. But I kind of go backwards. And this worked for me a season ago. And I didn't get my bet down before the year. I got it in late September. And I got the Eagles to win the Super Bowl at 40 to 1. And how I landed that was I, I kind of go backwards. Everybody starts with the quarterback. Can this quarterback win the Super Bowl? Well, a year ago, nobody thought. Carson Wentz could win the Super Bowl. Then all of a sudden, he's an MVP candidate, and then he's injured. And they still end up winning the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. And when I say backwards, I know it's old-school thinking, but it still works. I start with the defense. Which defenses in this league are going to put pressure on the opposing quarterback? And then I move on to the quarterback after that. But I start with the top defenses and the teams that have top pass rushers.
0: All right, one team that used to be known for defense, trying to rekindle some of that, right there in your city, the Chicago Bears, which is where we will begin. Second year for quarterback Mitchell Trubisky, first for head coach Matt Nagy. Chicago hasn't hit seven wins in any of the last four seasons, yet the Westgate has their win total sitting at around six and a half. Do you see the Bears getting there?
1: Yeah, the Westgate and every book out in Vegas knows that they're going to get a bear over money just like every single year. The Bears have the longest under streak as far as win totals in the NFL. It is five consecutive years. The entire John Fox and the entire Mark Trestman era, five straight years, they have gone under the win total. So you're looking for a two-game improvement off of last season, off of 5-11 and 11 year, going from John Fox to Matt Nagy, the former Chiefs offensive coordinator. And when Nagy was calling the plays in Kansas City, you may remember Andy Reid let him take over the Chiefs offense was scoring 28.6 points per game in those five games. And lately, Joe, over the past few seasons, something that I've noticed is rookie coaches get a bump. 14 of the last 20 rookie coaches have gone over six and a half wins. Last year in the playoffs, Sean McVay, Doug Marone, McDermott, Anthony Lynn with San Diego missed the playoffs on a tiebreaker. And remember early in the year, they just had a lot of kicking issues. That's the reason they missed the playoffs. Trubisky, the comp that everyone wants to throw out there because they saw it a season ago in year two quarterbacks, what about golf? What about Wentz? What if the, are the Bears a 2017 Rams? People just need to slow down. But what I think was big was continuity on defense. You know all about Vic Fangio and how great he is. You can't find many defensive coordinators that are better than him. They convinced him to stay along. It's funny every time a question is asked at camp to Matt Nagy about the defense, he doesn't really have an answer. Well, I let Vic take care of that. (laughs) He's staying in the rooms. He's leaving Vic Fangio completely alone, and Matt Nagy's working with the offense along with the former Oregon head coach Mark Helfrich, and that's where he should be focused. So you're just looking at a two-win improvement. And based on a lot of the factors, and I'm cons- the, the one concern I do have is the pass rush. They don't have a top-end pass rusher to get to the quarterback, but I do have a lot of faith in Fangio. It's a tough division, but I think they can get to seven
0: victories. Hire good people and let them do their jobs. Sean McVay is doing that with Wade Phillips in Los Angeles. Matt Nagy clearly doing that in Chicago with Vic Fangio as well. While we're on the subject of the Bears, you cover them and talk about them on a daily basis. How is the city responding to the news that Roquan Smith, the linebacker out of Georgia and the team's first-round pick, is the only pick left unsigned? Is the city starting to become concerned?
1: Uh, Yeah, now we're getting to that point. Even though they do have an extra preseason game with, with the Hall of Fame game, but it's not just a guy that was expected to come in and contribute. And it's not like he still can't do that. But the, the concern is now you watched him at Georgia, you saw how he can take over games. They don't have impact players, okay? The most impactful player they have on the team that's been here is probably Akeem Hicks, and he was not a Pro Bowler. They didn't have any of those last year. They're looking to add impact players, and they believe that Roquan Smith can be that. But this guy's not in camp. He doesn't know Vic Fangio's defense yet. They're, they're depending on him a whole lot, and it seems to be a complete stalemate at this point, just the language. Because of this new helmet rule, he wants some of that guaranteed money to make sure he doesn't lose anything in the case of a suspension, and I completely understand that. I'm on the side of the player. The Bears look really bad right now. It's like, come on. Get this guy in camp.
0: <laughs> Definitely a situation for all gamblers to monitor as we continue through the process of training camp. All right. The Minnesota Vikings, they win 13 games last season and advance all the way to the NFC championship game, but they replaced their quarterback moving from Case Keenum, who's now in Denver to Kirk cousins, who has the first fully guaranteed contract in the history of NFL free agency, Vegas, Vegas, moved the Viking win total from 9.5, which is where they opened it, to 10. Do you believe this team is still the cream of the crop in the NFC North?
1: They went 13-3, and three and they upgraded their quarterback. That's what happened. All season long, we were waiting for the wheels to fall off for Case Keenum, but he took care of the football, and he only threw seven picks on the season. Cousins, very different situation, but in Washington, he threw six more interceptions With Cousins, we know what he can do. The last three seasons, he's thrown for 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns. You also have Dalvin Cook. He looked phenomenal in the first month of the season. Went down with the tournament ACL in week four. And according to all reports, he looks great in camp. Uh, Joe, I had a 50-to-1 rushing leader ticket on Dalvin Cook and I was jumping in the first month of the season. Because he was up there at the very top of the league.
0: Oh, he was killing uh, it. Yeah,
1: they, they, they locked up Stefan Diggs. Um, they're locking up a lot of members of this core on defense. So they lose their offensive coordinator to a head coaching gig. And they bring in John Filippo. He was the quarterback's coach of the Eagles last season. So he's going to be uh, running the show, calling plays. It's interesting. He's one of those hot young names. The Bears brought him in for an interview to be a head coach, so I wonder how that's, that's going to work out. I understand bringing the win total down a little bit because what do you, what do, you do from 13? I, I think they're better overall. They were number two in defense in the league, only behind Jacksonville according to DVOA but I think 10 is a good number. I would take a pass on that one.
0: Detroit makes the transition from head coach Jim Caldwell to former New England Patriots defensive coordinator Matt Patricia. Vegas counters by making the transition from a win total of eight to seven and a half based on all the under action they're having. Do you see growing pains for the Lions in year one under Matt Patricia?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're going to make the argument under Matt Nagy that you could have a new head coaching bump well, you could say the same thing about Detroit, but I'm not extremely excited about the roster, and I also have a higher win total. You know the Lions can put, put offensive numbers up. They keep Jim Bob Cooter on staff, and you have Matthew Stafford. You know what he's going to do in the fourth quarter? He's going to come back. But part of the problem is, Joe, he's always trailing, so you need him to come back and get you that cover late in game. Something that I just can't get away from, Matthew Stafford, whether you believe in career records or not, this is such a large sample size. Matthew Stafford against teams that finish with a winning record is six and fifty-two. Six and fifty-two, Joe. That's where that I number's was...
0: gotten to. I every year you hear that number, but <laughs> I didn't realize we're at six and fifty-two now against teams with a winning record. Yes, yeah, six and fifty-two. So I, I can't oh, say God. that they finish five hundred. In Patricia's first year, I would
1: lean under the win total.
0: All right. The Packers had hit the 10-win mark in three consecutive seasons prior to last year. They go 7-9. and nine. Um, Aaron Rodgers goes down with the injury, which is the main reason for the plummet. Jimmy Graham now in the fold offensively. Do you trust the situation enough to back the over for the Packers this year, who are sitting at 10 wins?
1: Yeah, so you're looking for a three-win bump, and Aaron Rodgers with the collarbone He missed 10 games last season. There's a lot of change going on up there. They brought Joe Philbin back. Remember, Aaron Rodgers got him a head coaching gig when he was phenomenal in 2011. That was Rodgers' best season with Philbin. 45 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, the quarterback rating of 122 that year. It was unbelievable. And finally, you know, just living across the border, I hear about this every year, but finally they replaced Dom Capers. That's always been the issue with Green Bay, especially that secondary. Can they do enough to get by because you have Rodgers as the quarterback? Jordy Nelson also no longer there, but they did bring in Jimmy Graham. They're going to work with this guy a ton in the red zone. The Martellus Bennett experiment did not work at all. So they said, forget it. Let's go get Jimmy Graham. I think they're going to go with the running back by committee. Um, we even saw last year it got so bad. They put Ty Montgomery back there, and he actually did a good job. But the Packers have, Joe, the fifth easiest schedule in the NFL. Fifth easiest. And it's out of the division. They're going to get the Bills, Dolphins, Cardinals all at home. They're going to Washington, Seattle, and the New York Jets. This number at 10, is it, when you get to double digits, I'm very nervous about going over, but I've seen plus money on the over, So I prefer Green Bay over 10 to Minnesota because you didn't have Rodgers for 10 games and you still had seven wins. I mean, Brent Huntley wasn't even an NFL quarterback last year. He was just god-awful. So I think they can get to 11.
0: Two-part question for you. Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears. How many teams in the AFC North are legitimate playoff contenders and how many are legitimate Super Bowl contenders? You have
1: two playoff contenders. I'm not buying on bears Lions. The losses have to go somewhere. And right now, if you go to every city, the fans will say, yeah, we're going to the playoffs. We have a chance at the playoffs, certainly. But there's two of them. And the Vikings are clearly a Super Bowl contender. It's just how are they going to respond to the awful end of last year? Are they going to be able to bounce back? I, I think they will be. I don't think they're going to be affected going into 2018 on that. And any time Aaron Rodgers is under center for you, you have an easy schedule. You're a Super Bowl contender. So two playoff contenders, two Super Bowl contenders, Packers-Vikings.
0: Beautiful stuff. Final question for you. Outside of the NFC North, are there any futures or any other bets you've been looking at that you'd be willing to share with us?
1: There are a couple of win totals that did jump out to me. And I mentioned I kind of go reverse as to how we think about NFL in today's world and i'm going to the afc and i look at denver they think they fixed the quarterback position i don't know if they really did but they certainly made an improvement with case keenum and the broncos were minus 17 in turnover differential last season i think they fixed that the number is at seven and a half they they're they're a 500 football team just based on their defense as long as they can stay healthy alone and the quarterback position shouldn't be an albatross. So I think they get to eight wins. And as far as an underplay, Carolina, they just seem to get by at the skin of their teeth last season. They had, I believe, six one-score victories. And as far as the talent on that team, I know they have some quality players on defense, but on offense, nothing really gets you that excited. And it's all about Cam Newton there. But I think you go under 8.5 after all those one-score victories a season ago in a very tough division facing New Orleans and Atlanta twice.
0: He's one of my favorite people in this business. You can check him out on Twitter at JoeO670, 670 the score in Chicago, host of Hit & Run, as well as VEASAN's early odds podcast i highly advise downloading that subscribing to that that way you don't even have to worry about it it's sitting right there in your phone joe ostrowski joining us here on the sharp 600 always a pleasure my man thank you for your time i look forward to doing it again soon anytime joe good good more for me and you locked and loaded that boys and girls is your 2018 nfc north preview Big shout-out to my man in Chicago, Joe Ostrowski, for jumping on the show, dropping all that knowledge. It is always greatly appreciated. Big shout-out to our friends at BetQL. Check out the website, BetQL.co, and download the app, BetQL, to become a smarter, savvier sports better. We are back later in the week with more divisional previews, but for now, everybody, thank you so much for your time today. Be well, and best of luck what you to